0: Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call, presented by the Gamers Inn. This is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, my co-host Eddie. How's it going, Eddie?
1: Not too bad. Uh, we were correct in our predictions on the banner, although you know we never really guessed on who would be with him.
0: Yeah, we were. Uh, we we kind of figured Moosefell would show up, and he did. Uh, we did not see. Uh, The um, uh, Three Houses DLC characters joining us, but they are here. We're going to go over those characters in just a little bit, Um, but perfect segue. Let's talk about the banners. We've got the Weekly Revival Banner 35 running right now. Yes, it's weird. We're swapping back and forth. Pretty sure it'll all work out eventually, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, New Power goes until the 20th of September. To Stay Dreaming, Special Heroes Revival goes until the 27th. A Splendid Soiree goes until the, uh, that's also a Special Heroes Revival, goes until the 29th. Scions of Twelve goes into the 6th. And the new banner, Abyss and Moose goes until the 6th of October as well. Um, Eddie, I am currently saving my my orbs for the Halloween banner because this year I am determined to get a scary hero, which for the last couple years I have not been able to, so I am staying strong and I am going to wait for uh that banner to drop in just a couple weeks
1: makes sense i mean lots of the students from three houses oh wait poor (laughs) ignats uh joining thing and i guess you just didn't really like the uh abyss units the ashen Wolves units so
0: i do i'll say this i do like the abyss units i like the characters i like what they represent we did get a five star free version of balthus without even having to try it just shows up my struggle with the other students, even though they do have the different you know, uniforms, so they do look unique, is just I'm kind of done with the student layer and I'm ready for uh, the war act, right? I want more of that side of it, so I'm waiting.
1: So you don't even want Ignatz to get his own student version. I no. see how you are. It's too late. You, you just hate Ignatz like I, uh, IS does.
0: Yes. We're, if there's one thing IS and I agree on uh, is that... and. Uh, maybe maybe a couple other things i don't agree on the fact of not re-releasing uh the the tellius or uh the jug Draw series i we don't see eye to eye on that but when it comes to that specific character who shall not be named yeah no i, I honestly don't have an opinion on it i'm sure we'll get him eventually maybe soon
1: and there's a couple other students who have special versions so we could get at, at least one more student banner which he finally makes his appearance but yeah he's just kind of been left out in the cold so far uh but on this banner i did dip in uh with the goal of getting happy and muse i started with a four star four star boosted harden uh before getting broken pity broken by julian Um, i did manage to get uh happy which meant i had half the characters i was going for um, I did not actually get Musefell before the Spark, um, but I did end up getting a normal Merida and a Yuri. I, I also ended up getting a Nyx Pity break, which cleared my Pity Rate right near the Spark. So, Constance will have to wait, because I used the Spark to grab Spell.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. I think that, um, for me, I will say this, like, we'll talk about the heroes individually, uh, in the topic, but I will say that, um, I was tempted to get uh moose uh, although I did not get niffle. So that kind of like reduced my like want for that character. Um, but I do enjoy the, the Ashen walls, but like in terms of the most dynamic character and, and who also had the, the best interactions with the other, uh, houses was Balthus and his interactions with Hilda and, and other characters. Um, but yeah, like, uh, it, they are interesting characters. Uh, I think that um happy was also another character that i, I really enjoyed from that game. so I would like mm-hmm. to have her um in my roster at some point, but i'm am t- trying I'm doing my best. I'm staying strong for Halloween. We'll see what this's what this mythic uh, hero brings us in a couple weeks as well, but i yeah. I have a feeling i'm I'm gonna be holding off till Halloween
1: and yeah, this was a weird banner in multiple fashions. Uh, it's a, like with uh, when they released Nifl. It's a six units this time instead of five, um, and this one they just randomly, without saying anything, decided not to give us a four star unit. Uh, I guess they figured Balthus is the three to four star straight to that pool countered. But on the actual banner, there is no four star focus like there usually is. No,
0: yeah, but Balthus was. I think in that regard, handing handing him out for free may have been a way to be like, okay, don't worry about this. But you're right. Um, did we get a four? Like, I mean, I, I hesitate to ask this question because I doubt you know offhand, but did we get a four-star unit on the Niffle banner? Or was it, I feel like it would have been the same, you know? I'm
1: pretty sure we did.
0: Oh, well, there you go. I'd have
1: to go back and double-check, but I'm pretty sure we did.
0: Well, so, maybe they didn't feel uh, you know confident enough of which, which uh,
1: Ash and Wolves do we want to... <laughs> knock down a peg i i, I wonder guess, you know oh. i mean they're already beating ignats up they could have put him as a four-star unit on there but, yeah for star focus yeah. but then that would have left one of the wolves out or left one of the wolves to be the ghb unit instead of elfric so i'm surprised we got uh, elfric that's that is uh we'll talk I'm about not. when we got when we got the ashen wolves it made perfect sense for him to be the ghb unit with them yeah uh considering you know we played the story in here so you know how the story goes yeah with his I do. role I do he know. was really the only other named character from the dlc Yeah. You know yeah i guess you could say the abyss keeper but you know he didn't catch on quite like gatekeeper did
0: they're not gonna make us uh, they're not gonna give us abyss keeper until we uh we make them and i i highly doubt it uh, i think gatekeeper was a a once-in-a-lifetime Bodie mcboat face type scenario where uh yeah. yeah, I don't think it's going to be relift again in the history of this game, but I could be wrong. I've been wrong before.
1: No clue what's coming down over the years, but we do know what's coming over the next couple weeks. Uh, we do have a day of two or downtime. I'll learn how to talk. Perhaps, maybe. We do have a day or two of downtime in the game before I, we get a new skills banner for Fury Skills uh, on the 24th. 21st, right before a new round of Hall of Forms on the 22nd. The Legendary Hero Remix banner launches on the 23rd by uh, being followed the next day on the 24th by what are we calling, being called Fall Fluff Tour quests. So it'll be interesting to see what those are. Um, the 25th brings us a uh, new round of Pawns of Loki, as well as the Bound Hero Battle revival of Veronica and Loki before the Voting Gauntlet bonus. Login bonus launches on the 27th, along with a new round of Heroes Journey. Uh, the other, Another skills banner uh, will come up uh, for noontime, and that launches on the 28th, before our next Mythic Hero and Associate Battles launch on the 30th. The voting gauntlet uh, that we got the bonus for will come on the 1st of October. And on the 2nd, we will be getting the Performing Arts Special Heroes Battle Revival, in the Azure uh, Grand Hero Battle Revival. So, that will wind out the calendar for the next couple of weeks, because we are uh, at this point in time. If, you know, there's a Fae channel or something else uh, randomly this week, we will record about that. But right now, it looks slow, and we're expecting it to take next week off. But uh, we did, however, finish uh, part three of Ice and Flame this week with that Tempest Trial ending. Uh, we got to see, at the end of the Tempest Trial, we did get to see Muspel talking with his champion, and we find out that apparently he kept Legyarn on the edge of death for the past couple of years and has revived her to be his champion. Uh, so, yay, we won't have to fight Levitain, but we kind of get to see that... Uh, how to make this the most PG way. Uh, he's a jerk. Or a dick, you know. Because his quote-unquote blessing forces obedience and Legarn is being forced to fight fjorm and us against her will yeah uh,
0: it was not a pleasant scene and it's one of those instances mm-hmm. where uh leg even says like no i won't fight fjorm she's my she's my friend <laughs> you know he's just basically like look i'm gonna torture you
1: i don't i don't care what you think worm you you're gonna do what i say you have to my blessing forces you to exactly something.
0: And I wonder, yeah. I wonder how that's going to play out. I feel like this is one of those right. instances where I could see the you know Fiorm and and Lagern kind of uh, maybe joining forces and through the power of friendship, this you know saying to Niffl and and uh, Muspell like, hey, this is not a good idea, guys.
1: Yeah, I don't know how exactly it's going to work. Um, I fully believe, uh, essentially, you know, while it's speculation time because we don't know, but. Um, whether next month is finale or it takes a couple months longer, uh, I think, you know, we're gonna, it's gonna end up with us saving and freeing Legyarn from Muspell's clutches. You know, uh, maybe even kind of breaking Niffle's clutches on Fjorm as well, which she's much more coercing than uh, Muspell is, but yeah, she's not a ton better. You know, so, Mm-hmm. but. I mean, maybe we'll wrap it up, but I was figuring we might, you know, next month we kind of fight her, but we don't finish things. And another month where we try to figure out a way to save her and get her away from you, Spell, or break the control they have. Because, I mean, with the popularity I recall Legyarn having, and I think she still has, to bring her back just to kill her again is feels stupid. <laughs> to say it politely
0: no you're absolutely correct i think this is an opportunity for intelligence systems to basically look at both fjorm and lagurn uh two of the more popular original content characters and basically say like look i know we said that they were dead or about to die or dying for a very long time but this is an opportunity for us to um revive them and then continue to still poke at them through uh forging bonds and and random non-sequitur events like Um, I don't think these characters are suddenly going to be revived back into the main story, but I feel like they will at least show up now and we won't be thinking like, Hey, I thought she was dying or on the verge of death. Like what's so I, and we, we thought Leggarn was straight up dead. No, you're absolutely right. She was, she was dead. And I mean, it it came right down to the fact of like, nah, when you, you know, pledge your, when you, you do the flame, right. It's basically like I have the opportunity to basically, uh, you know, put you in the freezer, put you on ice for a couple days.
1: It doesn't fully explain it. I don't know if she fully died or he just, you know, his power and he was able to keep her on the edge of death for months or whatever, which is kind of torturing her, cruelly, to be right there on the edge of death, you know, especially from flames, so... Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes uh, when the conclusion hits in... or or at least uh, when... I don't know if it'll be as you said the conclusion but uh could be another yeah we
1: have the next chapter next month ice and flame four we don't know if that is the conclusion of this storyline or if there'll be more after that um you know feels like there might be more this one's just finding out that it's leg yarn and maybe trying to find a way you know realizing oh we can't kill her we need to find a way to save her or maybe we'll you know figure out how to save her all in one I do want to note, I did look back in uh, the Niffle banner did have a as a four star unit on there. Oh, so. I should know that. Cause I did get
0: her, um, weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, no, it's one of those things where if, it's funny that we're spending a lot of time, like breaking down the story of, uh, of this, like once a month type scenario when we haven't touched the story <laughs> for book five. Like I haven't even done the new story chapter for this banner. And, uh, It does not bother me in the least. This book five story is uh, not that
1: that interesting. For me, I do the Tempest Trials anyway, so them adding story in here is nice. And like you said, I think book two and Fjorm and Legyarn were some of the more popular OC characters. Mm -hmm. So it kind of those things and the fact that I'm already doing Tempest Trial to level up characters I get... um, is why I do it, for the game stories. I mean, I, we usually cover it uh, at the beginning, at the midsection, when we get the special heroes, you know, the mythic heroes specifically for it. Otherwise, it's not uncommon for us to kind of ignore them. Yeah. So. Agreed. Because, yeah, they're not that amazing and exciting. No,
0: no, they're not. Uh, And we will definitely be able to talk about that again uh, near the end of the show when we bring up our poll for what happens with the future of uh, Game Club, at least for the rest of this year. But uh, before we get to that, I don't want to rush to the end of the show because we have a whole new banner, whole new set of of heroes, uh, six heroes to be exact, to talk about. Um, And those are the new heroes, Abyss and Moosefell, uh, the Ashen Wolves, an unofficial house of the uh, Officers Academy that inhabits Abyss an underground society below Garrick Mach Monastery, finally arrive in Fire Emblem Heroes. These DLC characters for Fire Emblem Three Houses join the rest of their fellow students minus one or two, with uh, Alfric not far behind as a grand hero battle unit. Oh, minus one. Yeah, minus one. Well, yeah. Isn't there a couple that are uh, exclusive special units?
1: Uh, Like, Alois and um, Cyril, I think, are not in the game yet, but I think those two and Ignatz are the only three characters from you know from three houses that I can think of that aren't in the game off the top of my head.
0: yeah, so a banner and a half is what you're saying I, basically
1: i guess if you I guess if you consider the uh the Fodlin version of Anna, she's not on the thing yet either, and True. there are some other minor bosses, but there's so many of those it's hard to bring all of them in
0: yeah. Well, in terms of students, there's definitely a good chunk of them missing. Uh, well, not a good chunk, a small amount. Um, but kicking Balthus off the banner is Moosebell, arriving in a similar fashion to Niffle, uh that we got during the summer. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a new banner, a second of its kind in terms of um, what we got with Nifl. But, uh, yeah, Moosebell is in the game.
1: Yeah, Nifl and Moosebell are interesting. They were or are or I'm um, still don't understand how their situation fits both technically gods of zenith at one point and seem to have some degree of their power still uh but they don't even get legendary status in Fay i mean on the one hand i mean it's good because they're in the normal pool and not stealing mythic slots from other games but still kind of weird that you have godlike characters that are less you know in power creep wise they might be more powerful and the way the game is built, you can build anyone to be pretty decent, but they are more or less easier to get or le- than, you know, legendary versions of heroes. And I kind of like that we're getting some more OCs in the normal pool. but
0: Yeah, and I understand that aspect, you know, of there. We've talked about it before where uh, there are other mythic and legendary heroes that could be brought into the game and, and creating brand new ones uh when we
1: haven't even got some fan favorites it's uh really for me it was less about them creating the brand new ones more about them more or less hijacking mythic banners since we get six mythic banners a year and when half of half or more than half of them are original characters it's kind of like seriously
0: yeah you know i understand that for sure and i understand that frustration we've we've talked about that in the past but um, yeah, it's nice that they've, they've crafted these two, which should be, um, most likely mythic heroes, uh, because they are, they are gods. Um, mm. it's nice that they have slotted yeah. them in, in a way that does not push out two two mythics, a third of all mythic slots for the year, basically.
1: Yep. And they more or less also have, um, mythic skills with them to some degree, maybe not the strength of a normal mythic skill, but you know, they each have their own unique skill.
0: Well, why don't we kick it off with uh, not necessarily a mythic hero, but uh, one that I would consider to be quite awesome.
1: We got Yuri. Yes. Uh, the leader of the Ashen Wolves, a gang of uh, unique thieves in the, in the Abyss. Uh, Yuri joins heroes as a colorless infantry dagger unit. He wields the Honorable, bla- honorable Blade, which... Well, sit back and get ready for the long list of features, which... Actually seems to be in quite a few of the Ashmole's kits. Uh, But he gets Kanto 2, the usual Dagger 7 debuff. It boosts his special trigger. At the start of the turn, grants him one additional space of movement. That turn only does not stack. And lastly, at the start of combat, if his foe has half half health or more, he gets attack speed plus 6 during combat. He comes with a new assist skill straight from the Trickster class in Hero uh, Fire, m- or in Three Houses. I wrote heroes, but I knew knew I meant Three Houses there. Called Foul Play, which allows them to swap places with an ally. Uh, this that's not entirely unique. The unique part of this is that he can do it at a range. This this assist skill is at a range of three, so he can do range swap, which is kind of how Foul Play works in three houses uh he has a new tier four dual skill uh for colorless infantry uh you know c c dual infantry four or something like that um and like uh usual like with dual skills um as usual boost his rating in arena uh and like all other dual skills um it would work slightly differently if you give it to a legendary or mythic hero uh, I believe the total stat account is let lower, that it boosts and boosts you too if you're a legendary or mythic unit. Uh, it also boosts his stats by five health and two for the other four stats: attack, defense, uh, speed, and res. He also comes with times pulse and glimmer. So nice. Yeah, he's uh, so Yuri
0: is honestly one like uh, look. I said earlier. I was not summing on this banner, but like all these characters are top notch. I mean, these are essentially uh, paid characters, paid DLC characters for their main game. So they kind of had to stack the deck in terms of their personality and just their u- uniqueness in terms of their, their abilities and such. And I think like
1: when you look they didn't at half to, they just chose to,
0: well, I mean, come on. I mean, from a, from a standpoint of selling an additional thing to somebody, you gotta wanna stack the deck I, I i understand
1: in in three houses, yes, in heroes, not as much, no Not as necessary,
0: of course not in heroes, it doesn't matter, like they just basically throw the heroes out the, there, and
1: I thought you were referring to in um in heroes, no. they f- had to stack the deck no, no,
0: no. so no not. no, I was more looking back at like the reason these characters are all so cool being added to you know heroes is because in three houses they were also well-developed and, and um, had their own personality and stuff. So to ha- finally have them in heroes is really nice, but um, yeah, I'm not getting the sense that that is translated necessarily into heroes, like in terms of mm-hmm. them all being like, you know, uh, really, really great stuff. But I-, I still love that they, they captured these heroes within Fire Emblem heroes in a way that, that really captures their personality. And uh from Yuri's perspective, like his artwork's fantastic. All of his dialogue just screams Yuri. They've done a great job Mm -hmm. with that. And, uh, and yeah, yeah.
1: I would argue that all the, um, you know, almost all the characters in three houses were really well developed and really uh, unique in their characterization. Um, I didn't feel the Ashen Wolves were that much more stronger in their characterization. And if they had just entered as, Random characters, um, paid random characters like Anna did. And you notice not a ton of people talk about using Anna in Three Houses because she was required. You had to have the um, pass to access her, but she was kind of meh, you know. And I think the key thing about Yuri and company is the fact that they came with a story. Mm -hmm. You know, they had their unique story where you got to know them specifically them, you know? So, Yeah. I think if they'd just been dropped as, you know, the way a Warriors game would do it, it's just a bunch of extra characters thrown into the roster. They probably wouldn't have been as good as they were. No, you're absolutely right. Um,
0: And that's probably why we have not gotten Warriors characters. They're not in any rush to sort of drop those. And uh...
1: Warriors characters really is what? Three characters? Yeah, that's true. Because every other character in Warriors is a character pulled from another game and that's why for games like fire emblem fire emblem warriors they can just randomly drop characters as dlc because you already know about the characters from their original games
0: true very true well let's talk about the next here which is constance fallen noble constance is the last surviving member of a noble house that collapsed under tragic circumstances it was these tragic circumstances that led to constance moving to abyss in fact but rather than wallowing in defeat, she's been waiting for her chance to restore her house and secure her rightful place in the nobility of the Adrestrian Empire through deeds and action. Although, when out of the sun, that cheery disposition seems to fade and be replaced with doom and gloom, but uh, I digress. Constance is a red tome flyer wielding Agnia's arrow, which grants speed plus 3. If unit initiates combat or is within two spaces of an ally, grants attack slash speed plus six to unit during combat, neutralizes effects that prevent unit's follow-up attacks, and neutralizes foes' bonuses to speed slash resistance on odd-numbered turns, and neutralizes unit's penalties to attack slash speed on even-numbered turns. She has a new skill in the B slot called A slash S Far Trace 3, which enables Kanto Remaining, Inflicts attack slash speed minus three on foe during combat. Rounding out her kit is harsh command pluses as an assist attack slash speed push four in the A slot and speed slash resistance brain three in the C slot. So, um, as Eddie uh, had noted in the notes here, uh, Canto remaining is is the standard ranged Canto skill. Which essentially means, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. I did look it up a, a while ago, but it's basically after your successful attack, you can then move any spaces that are remaining. So
1: correct. Um, the way Kanto works in uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, in case you forgot, uh, the far trace skills, which are the usually the range character skills, uh, give you uh, give characters Kanto remaining, which is. Any leftover movement they have after attacking, they can use up. Uh, whereas the uh, melee canto skills, the near trace ones, uh, give you canto remaining plus one, which allows you to move an additional space after you attack in any additional remaining movement from before. Um, so essentially, the goal of the canto skills for the base versions for lack of a better way to phrase it. Uh, the far or near trace versions is so that your char- your unit is at least one space away from an en- enemy after they attack. Uh, the unique ones are those like what, um uh, what's her name, Regan came in with and what Yuri gets, where it just has a number in the uh, canto spot after what type of canto it is. And that character gets that number of spaces, uh, still restricted by their movement type, but that number of spaces after their after they attack or defend or, you know, do assist skills or whatever. So Yuri always gets a guaranteed two spaces of movement. Uh, however, he does, if he uses only like one of his three spaces of movement because of his weapon giving him an extra space of movement, he does not get those leftovers movement. He just gets flat two, is the way I understand it. Hmm. So, whereas good. you know, constant, she normally has two spaces of movement. Uh, if she only uses one to uh set up her attack, she can move an additional space after attacking. Uh, happy being a cavalry unit, she can move three spaces and up to three spaces. And any you know, if she only moves one, she can move two spaces after attacking because she has a far trace skill with Kanto remaining on her as well. Mm-hmm. So,
0: uh well that's good and and, you know i have to say again like from the character and the personality standpoint uh obviously they they nailed the look but like her her switch in terms of being in the sunlight and uh being underground and the way her personality shifts they really capture that in the forging bonds and and i haven't done the story Mm -hmm. but uh, the forging bonds is really good for that and um she uh, once again well written they really capture it really well uh but as you said this just sh- should not be a surprise because i think uh you know nintendo and intelligence systems have br- really been nailing that like bringing of a character from a game that is fresh in our minds and bringing it into a spin-off game and being like yep yeah, that's the constant. it's like you from the story point of view mm-hmm. you've literally ripped her from three houses and put her in heroes and it makes sense it works and uh, they really nail that, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad because uh, it'd be an easy, e- an easy thing to screw up, right? So
1: yeah, I right. mean, uh, I played a chunk of the good chunk of the forging bonds, and I haven't actually seen her do her meek at meek, uh, stat status in the forging bonds for Constance, uh, but you know they did pretty good bringing him over. Like uh, happy was uh, well done. Um, I don't think I've gotten her final one yet, but uh, Yuri was well done. I, I liked happy because it was like a- it was less about happy, more about everyone around her, constantly doing stuff that makes her want to sigh because they're trying to prevent her make sure she doesn't sigh. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's like, seriously? Yeah. What's going to make someone who has to not sigh want to sigh more than you constantly hovering over her and badgering her about not sighing? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's that's a surefire way to to summon some monsters for sure. But uh, yeah, you were talking about Happy. I'm excited to hear about her kit.
1: Yes. Happy. Drawn outside. Happy comes from a remote village and left it because she wanted to see the outside world. Uh, She discovered or maybe she knew when she was growing up. I don't remember she has a unique skill that when she sighs, monsters are drawn to her and she hid in abyss to due to being persecuted for it. She joins Heroes as a Blue Tome Cavalry Unit. She wields the Demonic Tome, which has dual effectiveness against both dragons and beasts. It also boosts her Special Trigger, and if her Special is at its max value at the start of the turn, it boosts it by one at uh, each turn, or at that on that turn at that point. Uh, lastly, she gets Attack Res plus 6 during combat if she has 25% or more health at the start of combat. Uh, she comes with a new Tier 4 Catch Scale for attack resistance, which gives her plus 7 to attack resistance, uh, attack and resistance during combat if her uh, foe is at full health or has penalty status on them. And it gains an additional plus 2 to attack and res if both conditions are met. So they're both at full health and have a penalty on them. Uh, she comes with also comes with Glimmer and AR Far Trace. So... Nice to bring Happy in. Like I said, fun, fun little forging bonds with them. Uh, you know, trying to prevent her from sighing, which only makes her want to sigh. And when she sighs, nothing seems to happen. But we then cut away to see Gatekeeper having fought off the monsters that came running.
0: <laughs> I loved especially the conversation uh, where they're like, "Well, there hasn't been monsters in Asker for fifty years." And then um, I can't remember if it was Bowie or uh, I think loot pops in later on and they say like, well, who's to say what a monster is? Maybe a monster is like a wild wyvern. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. They've, they're really diving deep. And I know with Forging Bonds, there's usually like one or two that really stand out. And uh, definitely Happy's is, is fantastic. It's really well done.
1: Oh, yeah. It was great. Happy finally sides, And next thing that you see is Legion pop up. <laughs>
0: Well, it's funny, I, so, I hadn't got that far, but it's hilarious that they brought in Gatekeeper as like, where do these monsters keep coming from? <laughs> so that's really yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, Le- Legion pops up and they talk about, oh, I guess monsters didn't show up. And yeah, then they jumped to Gatekeeper like, wow, I've d- I never even knew monsters were here in Asker or whatever. I don't know where they came from. <laughs> I think it might have been Alphonse who was with them because I think Shirena is uh, Bowie because of his panicking about her sign.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, uh, let's take a break from the Ashen Wolves and jump over to the uh, Moosebel, who's who's in here. So Moosebel, the primeval god of a burning world of flames, has descended upon Asker. If the flames roaring from his back weren't an indicator, Moosebel has a wild, aggressive nature. You could say he's like the embodiment of fire itself. Moosebel is a red beast cavalry unit wielding flame lick breath which grants attack plus 3 at start of combat. If unit's HP is greater than or equal to 25%, grants attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance plus 5 to unit during combat, and foe cannot recover HP during or after combat. If unit's HP is greater than or equal to 25% at start of combat, after combat, sorry, uh, at the start of combat, after combat, if unit attacked, inflicts deep wounds on target and foes within two spaces of target. If foes' range is equal to 2, calculates damage using the uh, lower of foes' defense or resistance. Muspel has two new skills, the first in the A slot called AR-D defense slash resistance 4. If defending in Ether raids, grants defense slash resistance plus X during combat, calculates X based on the number of your defensive structures, and destroyed defensive structures are not counted. So that works out to be greater than or equal to 5 structures grants plus plus eleven, four grants plus 7, and less than or equal to 3 grants plus 3. New in the C slot is Domain of Flame, which grants attack slash defense plus 4, and the effect, if unit's attack is greater than foe's resistance during combat, unit's first attack deals damage equal to 30% of unit's attack minus uh, foe's resistance to allies within two spaces during combat. If unit is within two spaces of an ally, grants attack slash defense plus four to unit during combat. And also, if unit's attack is greater than foe's resistance during combat, unit's first attack deals damage equal to 30% of unit's attack minus foe's resistance. Finally, rounding out his kit is rally up attack plus as an assist and dragon wall three in the B slot. Um so that's a lot obviously a uh, uh, an ether raids hero or at least one that um has a skill de- solely devoted to it it also seems like and, and correct me if i'm wrong but i'm getting the sense that it, it, this is a character that um can boost uh or or at least give a a, a boost to your allies through this uh this shareable um effect uh the the, the domain of flame it sounds like
1: yeah hold on Let me. Pull up the game, because I think uh, GamePress translated some of this wrong, but maybe that's exactly how it's written. But I think what it's saying is that it is kind of like a joint drive attack. It also gives some defense, uh, but it's buffed up and has that additional skill. Uh, this is what I was talking about, how he has kind of his own unique uh, mythic type skill. This is kind of the kind of skill you would usually see as a mythic skill or a legendary skill on a unit. So, um, I think it's hard to, in the way that they wrote. I think he gives those things, gives that ability to his allies. So they'll do the extra damage, you know, he gives them a buff or whatever so that they'll do that extra damage to allies or enemies when they attack. That's exactly how they wrote it in game. So, but I think the way it works is if, uh, any allies within two spaces of him, they get the same features. Yeah. uh that he gets so
0: through his weapon
1: sounds like through his special skill special skill
0: yeah so it, it sounds like this is a pretty uh beefy character especially if you want to like um add additional bonuses to your your allies so it makes sense yeah. that he would have like ether raid specific skills because um that is a mode where you are you're
1: playing as a team um obviously uh but it it just kind of enhances the fact that he's kind of a um you know what call it he's a mythic hero that's not actually mythic yeah you know cuz mythics uh focus heavily on um ether raids cuz they get bonuses in there so having a ether raid specific skill you know is something a mythic would not be surprised to have so mm-hmm. you know Just kind of confirms that it it kind of is a mythic without a mythic, giving him a strong ether aid presence. So,
0: yeah, no, I I think it's a solid addition, and you're right, like it gives him
1: personality. He's a jerk, which makes some of his skills make no sense, but you know,
0: (laughs) that is totally true. He is, he comes, he's such a jerk, and there's, there doesn't appear to be like a negative aspect to this, this buff that he gives to his teammates.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, what it does to his enemies makes sense, yeah. but, I mean, the fact that, I mean, I guess you could see the way he thinks he's superior superior than everyone else, oh, you need my help, I guess that could be an argument, but, I mean, he feels more like, oh, I don't give a crap about you because you're worthless trash, so why should I help you seems more his personality. Yeah, but, yeah, he has a skill that helps his allies, so hey. It'll be used, I'm sure. It'll be useful. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do we got? Uh, let's head back to
0: Three Houses. Yes. We've got a couple more characters here.
1: Yes, uh, we have the last member of the Ashen Wolves, Balthus, the King of Grappling. Uh, he is you know, self proclaimed King of Grappling. He temporarily escapes his mountains of gambling and deaths by coming to Asker and grappling with an axe, since fist weapons technically don't exist in Fae as of yet. So... Uh, and he jumps straight into the three to four star pool as a green axe infantry unit. Uh, though you can get a free five star copy of him from a special login bonus. Uh, not sure how long that login bonus is going. I didn't pay attention to, you know, when it expires. Probably at least when the banner expires. But uh, he wields the instant axe plus, which if he initiates combat, he gets attack defense plus four, and his foe cannot make a follow up attack. As a unit sends straight to the three to four star pool. He does not have any new skills, but he does have Ignis, brazen attack defense, and close guard. You know what? Now that you say it out loud, I had not thought
0: that we don't have fist weapons in this game, and we should. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, I don't know if any other games in the series have fist weapons. Uh, if, if any, it is very few, you know? So... It's not horribly surprising that they don't have fist weapons. But it wouldn't surprise me if maybe next year they decide to add in fist weapons.
0: Well, I mean they added ad, you know, they added the addition of beast units, and I and I get there is like more beast units than fist weapons. But there is this like I did I I'm I'm I guess I'm surprised that I hadn't really thought of that it was missing until just now when you mentioned it, because I guess you're right, there are so few Fist weapon units and like, are there fist weapons in other games? Like, now now I can't think past three houses. And uh, did Hoshida? If there
1: there are, they're in uh, no, I don't think Hoshida did. Um, I mean, they had stuff like daggers that were both ranged in melee, but I don't recall them having fist weapons. Hmm. Um, so that's the thing is that you know, I don't know which, if any, other games off the top of my head have fist weapons uh it's entirely possible um uh one of the like, it's entirely possible genealogy has fist weapons because a lot of stuff from three houses kind of seem to have come from genealogy um but which if any other games have fist weapons i don't know off the top of my head
0: mm-hmm. yeah i can't think of any either uh you know fist weapons fire emblem let's look into this uh 'Cause now I'm like, okay, fist 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 so fire emblem fates? No, that's oh, not Okay. That's not helpful. Where okay. Am I? I, I think I it's so hard to okay, weapons, weapon types, let's see here. Uh da, 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 da. gauntlets. We've got uh three houses. Um is really the only one that pops up gauntlets are the more specialized knuckle variant uh in fire emblem series that comes in many different materials and variations but it only lists it only lists three houses so i i, I can't think of anything off the top of my head it's like gauntlet they say knuckle weapons so maybe there is like a game in the franchise that uses knuckle uh knuckles mm-hmm. if i say it over and over again maybe it'll it'll come to mind. So you've got aura all those three houses. So maybe, maybe it is just three houses. Yeah. I, I
1: mean, yeah, I saw, I found, I think what you originally saw is that like, um, uh, kind of melee fist weapon was, a in fate as one of the enemy units could do that, like punch with fists. But, you know, as actual character weapons, I'm not sure how many, if any others. Well,
0: hey, if anyone knows any difference, certainly write in, but uh, maybe that answers my question of why they haven't added fist weapons, is because they uh, they were not in the games until just recently, so uh, don't create a whole yeah. weapon class for one character, I guess. There are multiple characters, I guess. I uh, mean, yeah. There
1: are characters throughout the past that could be, could easily use fist weapons, or be seen as using fist weapons, be melee fighters,
0: but it would open up possibilities for um more special heroes with different weapons you know get more variation there too so i I could see it being you know um an option but you're right like it seems like one of those things where maybe they wait for one more fire emblem game to come out before they start adding uh, a new weapon class but you know there's at least a banner but does that warrant creating a whole new weapon i don't know uh Seems like it would be a lot of work to to do that, but um, hey, we'll leave that one for now. We'll circle back if anybody has any other op- uh, any other uh, opinions on that. But uh, rounding out the banner, or at least the event, we got Alfrek, the custodian monk. While the abyss might be a hidden society, they haven't been completely left to fend for themselves. They have Alfrek, uh, a cardinal of the Church of Saros, to look out for them. Many disadvantaged people look to Elfric for support and guidance, but still, despite his popularity, he occasionally seems a little lonely and disheartened. I hope he can find some time to take a break from helping others and take care of himself for a change. Elfric is available as a reward for Grand Hero Battle as a red-tome infantry unit wielding Rarrabbit. Uh, no new skills alongside his not-new weapon, which are Glacies uh, as a special unlocked at 4-star, Attack slash resistance, push 3 in the A slot, unlocked at 4 stars. And threaten defense slash resistance 2 in the C slot, which is also unlocked at 4 stars. So, not much to report there. He doesn't even get his own unique weapon. He shares that with one other character, um, which uh, I don't have the link in front of me, but I, I do remember seeing it being shared as from one other character. I think it tell you right now it's uh a ret so another grand hero battle unit so he and not too not too far off that one was just that feels like that was just not too long ago so um yeah yeah how do you feel about like you know you as you said earlier we talked about this like he is he is the bad guy um from the dlc so it makes sense that he was added to me like he, he was so forgetful he's so like in comparison to the ashen walls his personality is kind of like typical you know uh not necessarily bad guy fire emblem character but like tortured bad guy fire emblem character like turned bad just through um i don't want to say bad luck but he just had like a rough a rough go of it i don't know like, he does some pretty terrible stuff don't get me wrong but um yeah, he just seems like and, and they play him off as like they don't play him off as like the the bad guy in his art. Like they it feels like they really capture the good guy version of Alfric. Like what do you think?
1: And is he really that sympathetic of a character? I no, mean I don't he, think he is so. definitely the least uh fleshed out of the character. Because, you know, we see him far less. Um and you could argue that each of the uh Ashen Wolves, like every other character, is kind of boiled down to one or two traits. And, you know, Alfred did some good things, but he did them with selfish reasons and, you know, in a pointless goal to save something that wasn't even his to try and save or save someone that wasn't even his to try and save. So, I mean, yeah, it sucks that uh, the girl he was madly in love with uh chose someone else and ended up dying but that doesn't justify the steps he took to try and bring her back no of course not
0: i just i feel like he like he's just he's not that interesting (laughs) you know and uh i
1: won't argue that but he was really like you said the only real bad guy of you know cinder's shadows yeah no for sure and You know, he had his reasons for what he did, and they, I don't think, were that great reasons. You know, he was trying to save someone who was not his right to save, and for plot reasons or just sheer stupidity of... or just they didn't want to make it, you know, make him redeemable. uh, You know, the one person that should have been in Cindered Shadows was not. Yeah. You know, the one person who knew about him... Not as his current position, but knew about him and his relationship with uh, Biolus mother. You know, was nowhere to be seen in the entire story for some random decision. Why Geralt didn't appear? Because this all happens before his death. No clue, yeah. but...
0: Wild stuff. Definitely wild stuff. Um, well, you know what? That's the characters for this banner. Uh, six new heroes for everybody to check out.
1: I was able to look it up the next closest thing to um brawling, which is what you know fist weapons come from mm-hmm. in three houses is in radiant dawn uh apparently various lagoos would have strike as a weapon or strike as a weapon skill, which works in similar ways in that it's un you know unarmed combat or you know so that's the closest in since lagoos are just beasts. Our beast units it doesn't really work for them yeah you know i guess you could bring some Lagoos as special units without their beast uh beast tree mark as melee or melee weapons or just play some characters who you know have some used other weapons in the past but probably could easily be melee fighters or just choose not to bring fist weapons to the game so all those are valid options
0: yeah yeah, we'll see what they end up end up deciding to do, uh, but uh, we're gonna end the Faye portion of the show right there and uh, quickly chat about uh, give a quick update on how things are going for our poll now that it's working uh, for Game Club in twenty twenty one. Eddie, do you have the uh, do you have the results up? Because I'm curious, like who's in the lead right oh. now? Because I feel like I feel like we might end up uh, diving into some Fire Emblem uh, adjacent games.
1: Well, uh, right. I mean, I guess if you count Warriors as Fire Emblem adjacent, that seems highly likely. Uh, As of right now, Warriors is currently in the lead with four votes. Uh, Genealogy is right behind with three votes. And the one vote that doesn't really count for Mystery of Elms that I threw to test the thing out is still sitting there. All lonely. No one's been interested in us going back through Heroes or trying a more uh, larger branch off as at this point in time.
0: Yeah. And uh, just so folks know, we will, uh, we'll be off next week. Uh, but when we return to record on October 3rd, we usually record on Sundays. So the poll will close on, I think we're thinking Sunday, October 3rd, we'll do some uh, tweets on uh, the gamers in uh Twitter account and Facebook, and we'll put it in discord again, just so people can, uh, can get their votes in. But uh, two weeks Get your vote in, voice
1: heard. I actually think we should consider the poll closed on the 30th. That gives us a couple days to see what won and work out how we're going to break it up over the next couple months. So when we record on the 3rd, we can tell you who won and how we're going to handle it. Okay,
0: yeah. Let's close it on the 30th then. We'll close it on Thursday, September 30th. And as Eddie said, gives us some time to, uh, to discuss um what we want to do there but yeah definitely get in you've got about you know week and a half to two weeks to vote we'll send out some reminders on social media and discord and uh, also sound of my voice should uh, to mark it as a, a reminder um looking at extra life proper uh so we are doing extra life this year you could donate at bit.ly slash extra life ryan we're returning to our um voting for game club 2022 so it's ten dollars per game vote You can stack them, and as a special bonus, if summoners call listeners, this is key, summoners call listeners, so if we get $200 uh, raised for Extra Life, which is a charity, we're we're raising money for Sick Kids, which is a Children's Miracle Network hospital um, in my area, uh, just out of Toronto, Ontario, um, we will also do a game club of Tokyo Mirage Sessions. So we will essentially look at 2022, we'll do the voted option first, and then if we raise $200 total from Summoner's Call, we will do a Game Club of Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Um, It's important to keep in mind, though, that if you are voting for Game Club, we do have some restrictions similar to last year. um, You know, we we can't obviously play Japanese-only games, although we do have a solution to sort of discuss those games uh, with our special discussions Um, GameCube slash Wii versions are off the table just because we both don't own um, those games, and they are quite expensive to find. And no repeats. So we've already done Shadow Dragon, Shadows of Valencia, Fate's Conquest, Sacred Stones, Cinder's Shadows. It'd honestly be a lot faster to just list the options that are left because we do have uh, that available. So if you do want to donate, bit.ly slash ryan. Um, and the games that are available for voting are The Blazing Blade, The Elowood Wrote, Fate's Birthright, Fate's Revelations, Awakening, and then for Three Houses, Azur Moon and Crimson Flower. We took Silver Snow out because it is so similar to Verdant Winds, but we can add that back in um, in future years. So.
1: Yeah, the, the reason for pulling Silver Snow out is just so close to having finished Verdant Wind. didn't want to do virtually the same thing over again exactly even in the shortened form we're playing to play it as
0: yeah and that is a good point because if we do three houses again we will be um summarizing part one in one or two discussions and then then focusing on part two so there would be a gap as to when we would start because voting ends on december 31st um so if you want to donate do so early uh do so um when, when you can, when you've decided what game you want to play. Because again, like this all goes uh, directly to charity. Um, those hospitals obviously need this money uh, as soon as possible. But again, if you want to have your vote tallied, uh, we will be accepting donations until the end of the year. So there is um, no rush on that part, but uh, we do welcome donations and we will talk about them on the show. So if you donate, you'll get a shout out on the show and we'll keep everyone in the know as to where the standings are. And I remember last year, there was a bit of a back and forth between uh, Edelgard and Claude. I don't know if Dimitri has the same fans, but uh, we shall see because that's currently where we uh, where we stand. All right, Eddie, that is going to do it for the show this week. You can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash Fay. Email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers Inn Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at R. Murphy, Eddie at DrellFear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers Inn for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforce.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning.